RVing is fun and relaxing. Now that we're juggling the stress of the coronavirus, plans change. But you can still enjoy fun and relaxation in the outdoors. Or can you? We'll share our ideas. Then we will chat with Aaron from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department about some really amazing spots in the, what is that, 630,000 acres of state parkland? Yeah, did you know 80 park over 80 parks? Oh, man. Okay, yeah. so this is going to be a lot of fun whenever we get to that interview with Aaron. So Yeah, there's some cool places that even I didn't know about. Even PJ didn't know. Even I didn't know. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, first, before we get started, I have a question for you guys. What is it? How well do you know your RV? Mm. Are you confident in your ability to troubleshoot any problems on the road? Not so much. But you can learn all the basics in your spare time from the Texas RV professor, Terry Cooper, in his home study course. That sounds cool. The National RV Training Academy in Athens, Texas, trains RV owners, technicians, and inspectors, starting with one week of basics that is now available either on a thumb drive or a download. Oh, that's cool. That's mobile. You will learn about electrical, plumbing, appliances, batteries, propane, and the best part? maintenance. Hmm. Terry explains it so well that you don't even have to be a technician to understand it. This one week training is only $397 at nrvta.com under the listing of courses. Put in the promo code RVSmallTalk for a 10% discount on your order. That's nrvta.com promo code RVSmallTalk for your RV basics home study course. Do it today and get prepared for camping season. Hello and welcome to RV Small Talk, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go along with them. We're your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm PJ. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Clint. And we thank you for joining us today. Our show notes with, of course, links to more info on everything we talk about today can be found at rvsmalltalk.com. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It's like... It's overload. It's like everybody's world just went like this. Yes. Yeah. We just got news like five minutes ago Mm -hmm. that in our town, which is basically Austin, Uh they are now closing restaurants, bars, any place where there is a gathering of 10 people or more will be closed until May 1st. Right. Right. Yeah. And we are still in March. Mm. We are. So what is this? I don't know. What does this mean for camping? Like this is actually prime camping time for Texas because it's about to get really hot. So this is when everybody has trips planned and to go like, what are your thoughts? Should people still go camping? What's. Yeah. So any, any other year across the whole nation, people would be pulling out their campers and, and getting them dewinterized and they've already made right. the money to be heading out. Right. It's, it's spring break for many places. So this yep. is the time of the year that camping season literally starts rolling. And yeah. Our season literally starts at spring break, which right. is this week. Right. And the flowers are out. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, when this whole thing with the coronavirus got started, everyone was like, well, you know what? We got camping plans. There's no better way to go and self uh, quarantine. Yes. Self quarantine. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. I've overused the term in my head and I lost (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. But is that really still true? That is the big question now with so many um, state parks, 
private campgrounds, national parks, maybe having to close or reduce functionality, if you will. Yeah. So that is a, mm-hmm. that is a big deal. And, um, and let's say you do hit the road and you're no longer able to, as you're passing through cities, no longer able to get services or, or stop and eat. Right. Right. Because in our town, restaurants right. are closed unless it's what pickup or delivery. Is that right. you could still do a drive through, of okay. course, or mm-hmm. go, yeah. a grocery store, but right. or a know. grocery store, which is what so many people like to do when they're camping. Right. And if you don't, there's certainly do it yourself food. That's pretty easy. I mean, there's always sandwiches and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I think one thing that always comes to mind is everyone knows that one of the basics that we need as travelers is we need water. Right. And people are concerned about the water system. And I have heard several, you know, people say, you know what, water, the water supply is not in trouble in this instance. Right. So I wouldn't worry about that. But yeah, there could be some travel conundrums because of what's available, what isn't and where you can't bring your own toilet paper is my suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) Find some fluffy leaves. I have to, I have to imagine (laughs) that bidet sales on Amazon have gone through. They have, because I personally know like five people who definitely got one. Really? Yes. Like last week they were like, really screw this. I can't, I just don't understand it. (laughs) I just don't understand it. Although I did see a post that had like a make your own bidet. Y'all want to hear this, No, no, no. (laughs) It's a lawn chair. Thumbs up if you want to hear. With no bottom and then they put like a sprinkler underneath it and outside. (laughs) Yeah. You might be a redneck. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway. My thoughts are. For those who are who are not out and about, you aren't able to actually carry through with a camping trip or just jump out to a local park or something like that. This this virus, we don't want to hit this from the angle that all the news outlets and all that have. You can find information. You can find what's going on. In Even when you're not that, looking. Right. So this is more <laughs> of, uh, well, what can you do in spite of all this? More of a maybe uh, an ideas or hopeful kind of yeah. segment. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if you have an RV of any kind, Mm -hmm. there's so many ways to use it right now, even if you don't go anywhere. I mean, why couldn't you just have an adventure in your driveway? Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, I've already seen people doing that. It's kind of like a really cool practice run, too, because you get like the comforts of your home in case something is wrong and you forget something. You just walk into your house and get it. How many of us have a trailer that we haven't used since last year? We don't really remember what's in it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we've left everything packed up. You know the stuff in the back of that cabinet that you find only when you sell it? Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe it's a good time to just, I don't know, go through and well, that's see what's in there, a you know? A lot of people do their first local shakedown run of the season. You can still do your shakedown run. You just... Just don't go anywhere. Yeah. Just shake here. Shake in your driveway. It's like shake and bake. (laughs) And we're here to help. (laughs) You know, I think, I think even if the, even if you've already started prepping everything and you know, everything in your camper is set up, I feel like when I'm in situations like this, I tend to be a little bit more creative than Mm -hmm. I usually am. So you go camping in your driveway and end up like 
with some neon green cabinets or yep. something. Cause, Cause you redecorate. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'll just feel like, like what's that little thing I've always wanted to do, like replace the knobs or make curtains mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like this is a perfect time and you get to like hang out in your right. camper right. while you do it and kind of, feel like you're making progress even though you're not camping because home depot's still open right home depot is still yeah. open i know this because i built a playscape i didn't build it but i put it together i think i am like so many other people trying to figure out how we can do the things we keep saying we're going to mm-hmm. do now that we have time to do them yeah so well, everybody has a list of things that they'll do yeah. when they get time right now there's no excuse yeah well <laughs> you know there's certainly a lot of cool options you can mm-hmm. try so that's one of the ones is you hop on lists of items that you never seem to find time to, to tend to. Yeah. What but if you want to redecorate somebody else's camper? Anybody want to loan me a camper I can redecorate? You'd be good at decorating a camper. I would have tons of fun. Yeah. All right. I, other that would things be fun. that you can do outside. Well, um, the thing is outdoors is still available to most of us. The outdoors is not closed. That's right. So... There's healthy pursuits. There, there's kind of rejuvenation pursuits that you can still do. Now, you won't be in your RV park or your state park or your national park, many of you. Some of you are like Tommy. Tommy uh, just commented that he's still camping this weekend in Davy Crockett. You go, Tommy. Well, <laughs> I want to be camping. So, yeah, okay, well, let's bet. We're talking about all the things you could do not camping. Could you still camp? You can still camp. Yeah. I mean, just check. Actually, they have really up to date, you know, whatever right. your state park is. Just go to their website. Check out if they're still open. Most parks still are. You know, everything keeps changing. So just they'll one keep you resource, up to date. Yeah. One resource I have here is actually uh, Campendium actually had. And I'm going to put this in the show notes, but they ha- actually have a Web page that they keep on updating. Uh, this one was updated just today. Last updated, uh, three seventeen, and they tell you about all the state parks and maybe some of the other must-see places. So mm-hmm. check out this Campendium.com link that I'll put in the show notes. And if you're watching right now, just go to Campendium.com. Campendium. C a m p e n d i u m. And I know there are some core parks that have said they're limiting day passes or mm-hmm. or excluding day passes. But they still have people who can camp there overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can still stay there. You just you just maybe have to do some quick homework right before you leave. To but you know maybe it's not a good time for a three month adventure. But yeah, you can still run away and go camping. Right. Have some fun. Um, I imagine you can reach out to any state park system. Uh, and, yeah. And, and and the wonders of living in the digital age. Imagine if we had tried to do this in the early eighties. Right. I mean, this would have been this would right. been very pro- problematic. And I would think private parks are still open, running, and happy to host you. Yes, of course. So, lots of choices there. So we're not ta- saying you can't go camping, but yeah, there are other ideas. If you're at home, not sure what's going to happen, and you don't want to take off yet. Yeah. Bob Reichert says, "PJ, you can decorate one of the trailers on the lot." Now, PJ. Well, I could, and we have actually <laughs> done Hi, Bob. that. How's Ban or Ranger? Not Bandit. Sorry, Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> Bob and Ranger. They come to our rally. Um, that was our signature series. Remember that? Mm-hmm. The That's ones right. We, we have decorated a lot of trailers. Yeah, maybe we'll do that again in our spare time during this coronavirus mm-hmm. 
adventure. What about when you have a trailer that might be in storage or, you know, you just can't get to it and you can't camp in your driveway? There are still a lot of cool things you can do to get prepared for when we can camp. Mm -hmm. Um, Good idea. Like like practicing. I mean, my personal favorite, practicing your meal prep. Oh, yeah. Well, right. It's not just practicing. You can do it. You can build a campfire and then practice camping or practice cooking over a campfire. Or, yeah, you could just meal prep. Do your meal prep. I mean, it seems... Actually go out in the backyard or over the grill or whatever. And eat and it. actually do it. <laughs> Fine just eat your dinner outside. <laughs> just go outside and eat. You'll feel yes. better about it. Yeah, but I think that's kind of a cool idea. You know, especially if you have kids, you're trying to have an adventure. You're trying to do something different. You know, have an adventure and you can make s'mores and, yes, you know, ever, fire pits. Fire pits are cheap. You can make s'mores over a fire pit in the backyard, right? In fact, most of the uh, activities that you would do at an RV park or a state park or whatever, if you just erase the setting, you can still do those things somehow. You know, you can still go hiking locally. Absolutely. You can still cook over fire in your backyard. You can still hammock. You can still hammock. Yeah. Hammock while eating snacks. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you may find you may find that you can still get that uh, restoration, that that peace, that outdoor stuff. And I think that a big thing that fighting any virus or whatever is if you can get let nature help you. Right. Mm-hmm. Breathe fresh air. Get sunlight on your skin. I think there's a lot of studies out there, but I'm no doctor. But there's a lot Good. of studies out there that say that, that this is absolutely part of recovering well. I can tell you the reason that a lot of people don't do that is because once you get home, you are in your routine. Mm-hmm. You're in your routine of eating dinner and then sitting down on the sofa and watching TV. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, a lot of the TV we watch is going away and it's going to be replaced with things that are reruns and less interesting and a whole lot of coronavirus information. That's pretty stressful. But mm-hmm. when we're home, we tend to just stick with our routine. That's what people do. That's the reason we don't exercise enough. That's the reason we yeah. get too much screen time. So are you suggesting to conscientiously break your routines, your home routines, because we're going to be spending it, our time there differently? I suggest if you are not able to go on your camping trip or for some reason you are needing to stay at home, but you enjoy the outdoors when you're camping, it would be a great change of pace to plan an at-home event, just like you would plan a camping trip. Okay. Plan an at-home event that actually breaks your routine because that's what will get so difficult as the weeks roll on. You can on. still hike, maybe around your neighborhood or on a yes. local trail. Mm-hmm. You yes. can still fish at a local pond because mm-hmm. you want to be a few feet away from anyone else anyways because they might be disturbing your fish. You can still cook over the fire. <laughs> There's you can that. still look at the stars. You can still mm-hmm. throw a ball or a frisbee to your pet. Yeah. There's so much you can still do. On a clear night, you can, you know, drive out to someplace that's just out of the way in the distance and try to see the stars, get your little chart, try to look at what's what. The same things that we would have an adventure with if yeah. we were traveling. Yeah. You can do that. And we probably all should get better at that. Yeah. You know, I've always had the idea that you don't need to drive very far to have an adventure. 
How much adventure is right there next to us? All the things that we do when we're camping, why can't we do them around where we live? Mm-hmm. So so we have some different time on our hand, maybe more time at home where we're sequestered and all that. So you can still do future trip research. You might not make it for this trip, but start researching. Make mm-hmm. your plans. Mm-hmm. Flesh out that bucket list. Mm-hmm. And while well, you're online, yeah, you can research your next trip, uh, different places you want to go. Mm-hmm. You can find new inspiration. I have a feeling that people are really going to start a lot more maybe blogs, uh, YouTubers, mm-hmm. podcasts might pop up because people are all of a sudden at home and want to share this information or, you know, are feeling bored. So find some new inspiration, find a new podcast, a new blog, a new YouTube channel to follow and give yourself that inspiration to plan your next trip. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would challenge anybody to at least once a week, have an adventure that you have never done before. That sounds exhausting. You know what? It does. But (laughs) once a week, but once a week, you can do something, whether it's go to someplace and hike. Why not? You know, Yep. why couldn't you go someplace that you haven't been and take a hike? There's places that I mean, there's a million places. I don't know. A million's probably exaggerating, but a lot around here are places that I've never hiked. Sure. Sure. Just take a hike. It doesn't take a ton of planning. Take a hike. Take a hike. Find a recipe and and cook something that's kind of outside your wheelhouse, you know, and then call me and I'll pick it up for you (laughs) and then bring it on (laughs) over. We'll help you eat it. Okay. All right, PJ. Uh Oh, Uh, Mike asked, this is actually a really good question. I'm sure the 2020 slash 2021 models are in production now with most manufacturers. It may be too soon, but have y'all seen or heard of any delays of new RVs or campers due to the coronavirus? That's a really good question. And the the short answer is no. However, we have had some manufacturers who are shipping things, shipping trailers without pieces on them. Uh, I know that Intech is shipping without glass tops for their appliances because they're not in yet. Dometica's had some delays. There has been rumors that Lippert is going to close for a period of time. Uh, Lippard actually probably builds half the components on most of the trailers on our lot. So that would be a real problem. So far, that has not come up yet. Uh, but I think it's also, you know, not to put this plug out there, but if people have a little too much stock of something on their lot, now's a great time to pick up a great deal because RV dealers are going to get a little nervous. They're going to start trying to find maybe uh, things that they want to turn that may not turn because they're expecting a slowdown. Uh, I don't know. It might be a great time to go shopping, particularly online, and just make phone calls. Uh, But we haven't seen any slowdowns yet. I do think there will be some glitches in the system. Haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. Plenty of stock on the ground, though. That's true. Absolutely. So... Thanks for the question. Yeah. Bring it on. We'll answer anything we can. So as with some of the things that you haven't done before, haven't seen before, you can also pick up some skills that you haven't been, that you've always had on your list of things. Like what skill would you want to pick up? I've always kind of wanted to learn a few 
useful essential knot, so maybe knot tie. I feel like we talked about that this in so another nerdy. podcast. I, I haven't done it yet. You still haven't done it? No. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I want to be a ninja. Well, well, I saw you working on that earlier. <laughs> Clint, you are a nerd. I may say this wrong, but crossbow guy. I did see Ar- you I saw archery. some archery, I do archery. Uh-huh. last weekend mm-hmm. and yep. all the arrows were in one spot. Yes. Now <laughs> he walked up and put them there. So it no. took a picture. That's how you stage do it for the Instagram. <laughs> it's an Instagram photo. But yeah, I mean, if. I come over to your house and no one at either house has coronavirus. Could you teach me? Um, yes, I will find a kid's bow your size that you can pull back. Oh, <laughs> an old lady bow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you shoot Charlotte's bow. I'll take that. She's what? Five? Not Four. Yet. Not yet. Not Four. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's that would be cool. I would Absolutely. love that. And it, and I do it because it's it's kind of a, a peaceful thing. It, it can be kind of solo and you can think deep thoughts while flinging arrows. Well, and, at a and I, I there's so much time that I think we will have extra mm-hmm. because we will be uh, partially working from home at some point, I suspect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we may have some extra time. Let's. Let's fill it up with things sure. that we've never done like that. Now, yeah. I, I see here in my notes. Notes? We wrote down. Well, <laughs> yeah, we have notes. I, I don't know why. <laughs> We're not following <laughs> We're not them. very good. I just happened to glance down and see practice other skills like knot tying, uh-huh. photography, which is a great one, mm-hmm. uh, reading, cribbage. I've always wanted to learn how cribbage? to play cribbage. But what is this one here? Napping in your camper? That's a skill, y'all. That we have to <laughs> practice daily. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, were get, we were good with this list. I was totally serious when I typed that. Oh my gosh, yeah. down here it says breathing? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very important thing this is with this particular virus. You, this is, you can <laughs> breathe while you nap. You can do two at the same time. Yes, practice And by the time the you wake up, You'll be oh. really good at both of them. Why do we let Clint make lists? <laughs> we and, can't stop and him. And to be honest, I usually don't look at them, but I happen to look at them and see. But I think That's the next why. one is good. Catching up with friends and family. How many people have you said, you know, I really need to give them a call someday. Mm-hmm. I, turn off that the TV day is today. and call them. Yeah. Call how, your mother. Yeah, see how they are. <laughs> call your and mother. There's something about Don't call the your isolation. <laughs> yeah, the isolation everyone's facing now that to a degree that most people aren't used to. Yes. Mm-hmm. That this is part of taking care of one another and taking care of yourself. Yes. Yes. Reach Check on your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, call the people you haven't talked to in a while. You sit in a comfy chair and have a phone conversation. I don't remember the last time I had a talked on the phone for more than... 10 minutes or it's been like since high school right like sitting on the stool in the kitchen because the phone was connected to the wall so Mm -hmm. you sit there for out and out yeah yeah that happened it happened once (laughs) um i that's all a good uh, that's all a good idea and you know that is not to uh not pay attention to the fact that there be some seriously ill people it would be nice to check on each other it's time to take care of each other check on them let them know you're thinking about them yeah, just mm-hmm. see how they are. What a new skill to get. It will right? be a new skill. And a to learn skill. Um, with all this free time how to use it responsibly because I think we're really good at 
oh, kids shouldn't have screen time and oh, you know, no screens before bed and the, all these routines. And then when we don't really take care of ourselves as adults. So if you're finding yourself with more spare time, consciously think about how you're spending it. Um, not on a screen mm -hmm. with all that free time. Cause I think it's really good to do research and it's really good to reach out to people. And then it's good to sit in your backyard with a cup of tea and stare at the sky. Yeah. That's right. We're all about outdoors and relaxing and that's the business that we're in. So I guess this is one giant reminder not to forget that even if you're not camping. Bob, uh, Bob's got a point. Yes, Bob. I was actually going to say that. Let's all be pen pals again. Wow. Ooh. Handwriting. He said, how about handwriting or printing a letter to someone? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like to write to someone and then like have to wait for their letter. Do you know how? <laughs> it, I mean, it sounds it, crazy. It feels, <laughs> yeah, it does. It feels so uh, personal when somebody actually takes the time to write things down. And that's what we say now that you actually took the time to write that note. I, yeah, that yeah. is. It takes time and it's so much easier to just type out an email, hit send, abbreviate, text, the whole thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think I'll write a letter. Yeah. I handwrite so little that I start cramping up. You know, the hand cramp, cramping up two or you'll, three sentences. You'll, you'll have to do it at, at you know, intervals. Mm -hmm. Calm down when you write. Yeah, relax. I write with Although feeling. Although there is no spell check, so yeah, it's a well, bit uh, embarrassing when I write a letter. <laughs> I type yeah. it out first, and then I handwrite it after spell check. <laughs> right? Now, that is a That's lot of work. not a terrible <laughs> idea. I mean... All right. You know, something I just, this is not on our list, but I remember, Clint, you actually recorded some conversations mm -hmm. at one time in your family because you wanted to just kind of see where people were at, talk about how they were, mm -hmm. and you can even talk about family history, that kind of thing. Right. It's so easy to do now on your phone. Mm -hmm. You can hit record and you can record for uh, a half an hour talking to your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, about what life was like. I actually do that things, when I put yeah. my son to sleep. Yeah, you do that. And you get some cool recordings. Because that's when he says really funny stuff. Sure, so sure. I'll just record it. And then if I get lonely, I'll just play our bedtime and he'll tell me about his day and it cracks me up. You know, so many people aren't good at journaling or doing a diary. But right. if you just change the medium somewhat with your phone or recording equipment or something like that, and just have a conversation or just talk your feelings out. Yeah. It, it accomplishes much the same thing. So you'll end up with a digital journal in audio format or something like that. And I think there's it's, it's such a I wonderful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I and I would record just conversations of, hey, I got some time with with my wife and let's just talk and just mm -hmm. see where it takes us. And it turns yeah. out it would inform our our outlook and our plans moving forward. We'd actually think things out together as a team better in that format. Well, our daily life sometimes does not include conversation and communication, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. about what's happened in the past and what we want for our future mm -hmm. or where we are now. So what a perfect time now that that we actually have a, a change in our lifestyle and a lot of people are going to have some extra downtime. Mm -hmm. So put it to good use. And if you get to go camping, we want to hear about it. We want to hear about that, too. <laughs> if you get to go camping. Yeah. In fact, our next uh, adventure on this podcast is talking to Aaron mm -hmm. from the state parks. 
about some really cool places. And you might want to put them on your radar if you're coming through Texas, driving down I-10 or I-20, just coming through here on your way to the East Coast or the West Coast. Yeah, cool places. Everybody, here. we're we're gonna see this pass. I can't say how fast. I don't know, but we're gonna see this pass. We're gonna see things open up. We're gonna have a chance at our adventures. So this has hopefully been a, a hopeful conversation. Ways to just pass the time and reconnect, do good things, but still better things are coming back. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be we'll be smarter. Uh, we'll be better nappers. Yes. And we'll be, we'll have new skills. We'll be able to maybe tie knots. Yeah. Yep. Or our shoes. <laughs> or write letters. Breathe. So <laughs> many, so many things so we many have things. to do. We've yes. got to go start practicing. Well, y'all enjoy. We really mean that. Enjoy and then plan your camping trip or go on one. And send us your pictures. We love to see pictures of you guys camping. Even in your driveway. Even in your driveway. Even better. Practicing in your backyard. That's when you see all the pictures. Driveway camping pictures. Send them to rvsmalltalk at gmail.com. Yes, please. And if you send in your picture and we choose it, you get a free RV Small Talk podcast t-shirt. One of the places that people go is to all the state parks in Texas, which is why our guest for this section is Aaron from Texas Parks and Wildlife. And you're going to lay way too much information on us, and I'm excited about <laughs> Get it. Get your pen and paper oh, ready. yourself. I'm full of facts. <laughs> yes. Well, we're really excited to have you here because, of course, people in Texas are really proud of their state and they're really proud of their parks people who want to camp in Texas just I mean they're just very passionate about it like you said at the show you have tons of people coming up to you and just kind of like fangirling the park <laughs> right like, oh I love your parks so um yeah I'm really glad that you could join us today I'm glad to be here I love sharing about the parks and like I have a passion for the outdoors, so I love seeing that united. I love seeing that sustained and people being like, oh my gosh, I went on this great hike or, oh, I had a wonderful time with my family going swimming at this lake. So I just love hearing those stories. And I love telling them. I think the Texas Parks and Wildlife has a lot of programs that people don't even know about. They think it's a, a great place to camp, um, a great place to make memories or go hiking. But uh, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is to talk about the different really great programs that you have going on. And I think, you know, like you said, that's kind of where you came from is is connecting people with the program. So, oh, well, where to start? <laughs> pick, uh, pick the top three. Um, all right. Because I come from volunteering background a little bit, have a, a foundation in that a little bit. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of volunteer programs at the parks. Okay. We do the park host program where you can donate about one to six months of your time of doing about 24 to 32 hours of volunteer work. And we will provide you with a RV site and utilities for free. And what does the volunteering entail? Uh, Normally it's a bit interest-based. The basic ones are helping out in the front, helping out with maintenance, doing educational slash interpretation type programs. But what was that? Interpretational? Interpretation. That's what we call our education programs because we're interpreting the parks to you. 
but I don't know anything about the park. I just want to have a free place to camp for a month. And so do you teach me? Yes, we teach you. Oh, so all I have to do is sign up and you'll find a spot for me. And I get to camp like at Inks Lake State Park for a month to six months. And you teach me what I need to know. And then I share that with everybody who comes to camp. Pretty much. The only little difference is uh, when you want to become a park host, you go onto our online reservation system and you sign up to become a park host. Okay. All right. Good thing to tell people. So how do you sign up to be a park host? Do you just, is there a park host tab at the Texas Parks and Wildlife site? Well, what you do is you go to the main website and then there's that scrolling column across the side. You on towards the end of it is volunteer. You click volunteer find opportunities is about right in the middle of the page, click that, and then you just put in the search bar, Park Host, and it'll populate with all the Park Host sites, and then you just apply to that park. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Does it tell me if it's going to be like a month or six months? It doesn't really have a slow turnover. Typically, you'll hear within a week to two weeks whether or not uh, they want to talk to you, see if you're a good fit, whether or not they're just on the slot you write in. Ooh, very cool. All right. I never knew how to become a park host. And a park host is just kind of helping Texas Parks and Wildlife with the with the people camping with information and, you know, making sure people are following the rules. And I felt like it was a point of contact. Like each, each state park that I've camped in was kind of a little bit of a temporary community. And yet there's a park host that kind of ties it together. That's your resource. Your it's like bond. a scout leader. Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> Without the cookies. But maybe oh. they'll have cookies. I don't know. Yeah, we should start that program. Park host with cookies. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Fundraiser, right? Yeah. Well, that actually brings you to friends groups. So okay. state park friends groups are local nonprofit groups that help support their park. So like McKinney Falls State Park has a friends group and they help with so many different programs at that park. Oh, so I can just become a friend to the park down the road from me. Yeah. And what do I get for that? Just the satisfaction um, of helping? Yes, no, you get to help. Isn't that enough, yeah. PJ? Well, yeah, I, you know that enough. I just, well, just want to be sure I understand <laughs> what, what you sign up for here. What kind of activities would you be involved in if you were taking that route? Um, it really depends on what the friends group is focused on. Uh-huh. Like uh, one friends group that goes above and beyond, in my opinion, like they do amazing is Devil Sinkhole Friends Group. They run their visitor center and they fund themselves through purchases at their visitor center and entrance fees, and they run the entire operation. And then you have ones wow. that help build playgrounds at their parks or help do trail creation. Like at uh, Big Spring State Park, they worked with their local community and they actually built them five miles of trails. Wow. For the mountain biking, like there's some horse groups up in northern Texas uh-huh. and they'll help build and maintain horse trails at Ray Rob, Ray Roberts State Park. So nice. it sounds like if yeah, you cool. love Texas Parks and Wildlife, like everybody says they do, then maybe being a part of it through. I mean, it's not like you have one choice. You have many choices to get involved and make it even better. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I think a lot of people, me included, don't do that because we don't know it's available. And so we really just want to make sure everybody knows that it's so easy to get involved and make the parks 
even better. I mean, how right. bad is that? And you're there with like-minded people. And yeah, and that's again, the thing. You get the community. community, community. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yes. with an RV wants, most of everybody with an RV wants to find a community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know when we have our rallies, people become camping friends for life. Yes. You know, so you get to be in that community. That's what we all like. We all want to be part of something. So you oh, can yeah. sign up for the friends group and just join instant friends, instant camp out fun. Oh, so, how so awesome. you can be a park host. You can join a friends group. What is another? Uh, I want to hear a third way to get involved with the Texas Parks and Wildlife. I would say take advantage of our interpretation programs. Okay. Can so you explain that? There's that interpretation word again. No, You're I just, just I'm imagining on that. like a language interpretation. Please like, interpretation. Do I have to okay. know sign language? <laughs> Someone decided to be a little fancy and go, interpret, like we interpret the resources to everybody else. Okay. So I interpret the birds to you in a birding tour. So that's what they okay. were sort of thinking. Okay. But basically, okay. it's, let me share what I know with you. Okay. And let me share this place with you through uh, an activity or, or talking with you. So it might be a really cool birding spot. Oh, yes. But I'm not a birder, so I can go on a tour with somebody who's going to kind of just walk me through it, show me the cool stuff, point out the eagle's nest, which I'll never see on my own, <laughs> right? And say, oh, look, there's one of those. And Nope. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm half blind. All right. We don't call you Eagle Eye. I wouldn't say for nothing. But you don't call don't. me Eagle Eye. Eagle Nest Eye. <laughs> get the Eagle's Nest. Uh, so what, what other That's interpreters true, yeah. are there besides birding? I mean, can you be a mountain biking interpreter? Yes. Do what? you get to make up what you want to do, or do you guys Basically, have specific? Yeah. Like okay, Lockhart like, is can doing. Can I say anything? <laughs> yeah, like Lockhart's doing line dance, line dance what? classes. Stop it! Stop what? it right now! Are yeah. you serious? What? Yeah, they're doing that. Okay. okay, so it doesn't even have to be like you don't have to have some sort of special skill. You just have to dance in a line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything that you want to teach somebody else um, in this. Texas Parks and Wildlife Community? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Like there's arts in the parks where people will take <gasps> you and you could go painting in the park oh as a my group. Gosh. Is there wine? Uh, no. Well, there's no publicly alcohol allowed display. Okay, I just wanted to bring that up. There we'll, is we, no we will alcohol get that in question. the park. Yeah, I'm yes. sure. <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, you know. It's a public space, so. If yes. you can't drink out in public, you can't drink out in the it's park. Kinda, yeah, it's like a, it's like okay. your neighborhood park. It's just like. <laughs> yeah, okay. So okay, I know I took you down a rabbit hole, but I just had to say that. No, it's true, and that's good for people to know. But so true, you can't are, do a wine class at the Texas Parks and yeah, Wildlife. So you have to paint sober. Well, <laughs> yes, it's really not a problem for most people. Okay, <laughs> me neither. I could have fun under the blue sky doing that. There you go. Yes. So yeah. if I was camping at Inks Lake, I already have my reservation for a month from now, and I. I'm kind of excited about this program, interpretation program. How do I look and see what's going on at that park at that time? So there's two venues I would recommend the most. Uh One is if you, well, three actually. One is go to our website and each state park page will have a link to the side that says events and it'll list all the things you can do. By park? Uh, By park. Okay, cool. Yes. And then the other one is if you go onto the reservation system, sometimes they'll have tickets for purchase. Like when you go to Kickapoo, you can reserve a cave tour in Kickapoo Caverns 
And that's a ticket and an interpretation event. So you can purchase tickets like those. Do you always need a ticket for interpretation events? Most unlike, not often. Okay. It's normally for only the paid ones you want to go in advance. But most of our interpretation events, like 95% of them are free. Awesome. Just be at the park and you can join. Uh, I like free. You can paint and do yoga and find an eagle's nest. Yeah. Probably not all at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. We're talking about the Texas parks and wildlife here. We go big. It is Texas. I've seen some fun stuff when I was out there. <laughs> well, I am so excited to get involved now. I know all the ways. Yes. But I think Texas has such cool stuff. And the parks and wildlife system is spectacular. Oh, thank you. So many programs. I mean, just so many things going on there. They are really part of the fabric of camping in Texas. RVers rely on their programs so much, even when they don't know it. How many parks are there in Texas? There are 88. 88 state parks in Texas. Yes, ma'am. Have you been to all 88 state parks? No, I have been to 74 state parks. Do you have have like a running list? Yes. I can list off the ones I haven't gone to right now. She's a nerd, just like. (laughs) I'm a completionist. (laughs) I'm I'm a completionist. (laughs) Well, if you've gone to 70 something, yeah, you might as well go all the way now. Okay. Um, What's the next one on your list? Uh, My next one is actually uh, Inks Lake and Longhorn Caverns. So I have done Inks Lake, but I didn't really get to explore. It. I just drove through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do Inks Lake and Longhorn Cavern next month. Oh, and then I'm going to do <sighs> South Flano in April. Well, I've been in Texas all of my years except two. When those don't count, I was too young to remember it. So I have you never been. You couldn't drive in, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't feed myself, okay? Um, so, so Longhorn Caverns, I just went like a month ago. Oh, wow. How'd you yeah. like it? I was so impressed. It's so big. You don't expect So impressed. Yes. And the crystal rooms that are in it. The history. Yeah, the history. They used to have ballrooms in there. They used to have, I mean, that was the dance hall. A radio program, a syndicated radio program was was done live there on a regular basis from down in the cavern. I know. It was so What are y'all talking about? Longhorn Caverns. It is so cool. It is ballrooms. So cool. You even need to cool. have it interpreted for you. I do. Yes, <laughs> I do. Yes. I do. I really do. So yeah, it was it was amazing. So I, I just think everybody should just see the, the coming the from history. somebody who's been to seventy. I already forgot seventy. How many? Uh, I've been to seventy four state parks. Somebody who's been to seventy four Texas state parks. Uh, give me your favorite. I don't just have one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I, a top I five. Pick one of your favorites and tell me uh, about why it's your favorite. Kickapoo Caverns. Okay. Why? I love that park because it's got like a great package all together. Okay. I was there last week. It was my first time there and I loved it. I got to go on the cave tour. They give mm-hmm. us this hard hat and they take us down to this place, to this cave. And we go through these tree roots to get into it, go down these metal steps. And we're, then we're in the cave. And the really cool thing about that cave is, well, there's so many things, but I'll start with the beginning part is... A very interesting way of naming things is limestone will fall down. And so there was all these giant chunks of rock everywhere that we had to walk over. And Uh it was called Rockfall. They just decided to call it Rockfall. Rockfall down. Very Texas. Yes, it was. Yeah, well. Very Indian. 
Rock ball. Rock ball. But about halfway in, we come to these giant columns that are like 30 feet wide, like the largest columns in Texas where the stalagmite and stalagmite meet. Okay. And I almost had like a mini heart attack because I grew up going to caves and stuff. And like one of the number one rule was you don't touch the stalagmite or stalactite. Of course. Yeah. And the interpreter just like leans against the the column and I'm just like, no, what are you doing? And then he went, this is a dead cave. Oh. What does a dead cave mean? It means it's no longer growing. So you you can touch it because... You can touch it it because it's no longer growing. What makes a cave stop growing? Uh, The water table went down. Yeah. Oh. I guess that's what makes a cave a cave, huh? Water? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So 95% of the cave is dead. The back part is still in the water table. So that's still growing, but the big giant columns are all done growing. So you can touch it. And I would thought it would be like weird, stony fill, but it just sort of felt like wall plaster. Like Really? Yeah, but, I don't think I've ever touched them before because, yeah, it's yeah, very like, it's like no, by your side. No yeah. touching. <laughs> but then one of the cool things was pieces of the stalagmite fell from the roof uh-huh. and it looks like yellow squared crystals inside of it. So the inside oh, of so stalagmite. The section of it? Yeah, it looks like yellow crystals. And if you put a light to a stalagmite, it illuminates outward. Like it spreads the yellow light out wow. throughout the stalagmite. Like okay. nature's um, lantern. Yeah. Kind of picturing kind of like one of those salt, rock salt yeah. lamps. Yeah, like the Himalayan salt lamps. A little bit like that, yeah. picturing except for with that, uh, the crystalline pattern, kind of the hexagonal or something like yeah. that. Yeah, very cool. Neat. It looks so neat. And... We then we got to see like these curly, crazy stalactites that I didn't know that they could even look like that because they were going upwards in places and they were curling and making S's. And then our guy was like, don't fall down. And we're like, that's not a problem. We're not going near that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and it was like a little bit of climbing, but a lot of it was just walking. The cavern was really high up, so there was no crouching really. Uh, I got talked into going into a little thing under a rock where we had to drop four feet down and then move through this little spot to see some of the untouched stalactite. And it was really cool. And then we had to come back out and there was a sheer cliff on the other side. So we were like, okay. And so we were moving that way. It was so neat. Like it was an adventure to okay. it. Yeah, you got okay. to. Well, I felt like I was in a crazy fun adventure. But if, it felt very You're safe. You're like in the Goonies. Yeah, it felt like, <laughs> like the Goonies. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a stay on the well-beaten path caver. I'm, I'm no well, spelunker. Well, Clint, you're so tall. It, like, what yeah. would you even do? You have. You can't even. I get a skateboard and lay down. Yeah, just kind of like you'd need a creeper to get through the cave. Yeah, and then okay. the next Kickapoo's on our list now. Yes. All right. So and what then next? the rest of the cave, the rest of the park is really awesome because it's so far enough away mm-hmm. from major towns and interstates that you don't hear any engine, you don't hear any planes flying over. It's just nature sounds, which I is so guys. hard mm-hmm. to find sometimes. It's true. Yes, beautiful Even in stars. big old Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the and so when you get up places and look overlook on top of the hilltops. You can sometimes in spots see no human settlements on a 360 view. Wow. It's awesome. My favorite, one of my favorite points outside of that cave is this point called Armadillo Point. You just hike up through this pretty calm and hill country-esque type trail. But then the juniper starts getting really miniaturized and smaller and smaller and then it vanishes. 
and then you get into the grass and the prickly pear cactuses coming up and the big rocks and you look inside and you can see like coral fossils and stuff. So yeah, you really go to all the different landscape. You get to see kind of, what am I trying to say? You go through different things. It's not just- oh, yes forever it doesn't look thing. the same yeah. the whole trail. No, it's always fun it's, it's great for an adventure it's great for good hiking it's great for a relaxation it's got family adventure time. oh yeah good the, for the kids the park was like filled with with a boy scout team when i was there <laughs> that's <laughs> so always they fun they were having a whole bunch of fun riding their bicycles everywhere and but even though there there was like a whole troop there it actually didn't feel like it was crowded or clustered. Like yeah. the park is just set up really well. Good. And so it's just got really nice spacing, really cute bird line. They painted a, a rock like about halfway up my leg height and they put little birds on it and painted them. And they said, put to the bird line. And it's just so cute looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So Kickapoo is one of your favorite and I certainly can see why I yes. want to go there now. What else? What's another park that you just love? A must-see Texas park. Gorman, uh, Colorado Bend. Colorado Bend. Mm. Okay. Yes. And that is a destination park if there ever was one. What makes it a destination park? What what is the thing to do there? Gorman Falls makes it a destination park. Big waterfall? Oh, yes. Didn't we talk about... Colorado Bend State Park in our very first podcast. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a great, oh, I do remember that. It's a known that. destination. It's near the Davis Mountains or Davis Mountains? No, Mountains? it's no, actually no. Uh, northwest of Austin. Okay. So it's okay. about two and a half hours north of here. Okay. So I haven't been there yet. I'm, I need to go. Yeah. It's a really cool park. It's when you drive in, it feels like a very classic hill country park. Mm-hmm. And so you see this sign that says, Gorman Falls, and you're like, oh, that sounds neat. I'll go down that. And you start going on the trail. It feels very like a normal hill country trail. There's mm-hmm. the juniper, there's the rocks, there's the little shrubby plants, there's some birds singing in the distance. I don't like, know. It feels it's very not a common. state park without some shrubby plants. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then as you start getting uh, more down the trail, you start hearing this like rumbling noise, and it starts building and building, and just like starts getting so loud, you can feel it rumbling inside of you. Mm, oh, nice. And then the trail starts getting a little bit steeper, steeper. So you're paying attention to your footing, mm-hmm. and right uh, there's this moment where you realize that it's so loud, it sounds like a jet engine right to the right of your ear. And then you just stop what you're doing and look to the right, and there it is. Nice. It's 150 feet wide, 75 feet tall, and about like 30 feet deep in places with stalactites and plants growing on top of each other wow. and this living rock and this variety of color and depths and like there's circles there's points there's riveting cat riveting curtains and all this going on and it's just like wow it's it's breathtaking it is pj i'm gonna have to take next week off <laughs> i have somewhere to go she's gonna be worn out from this week at the show and i need to go to camping it makes perfect sense colorado bend state park okay, okay. all and right the- so and the, one of the really nice things, too, okay. is the overnight sites are right by the river itself. Okay. And so the river, the Colorado River at that point is wide and slow and lazy moving. So it's great for going kayaking. If you go kayaking, if you go down the river a little bit from the campsites, you can actually find more waterfalls. Awesome. Yes. So good for hiking, good for scenic, and good for water 
sports. I don't know if kayaking is kayaking is sport. I would consider it a water a sport. sport. Water I mean, playing. Waterfalling. Water playing. You water know, recreation. I have been there Sitting before. Sitting in a kayak. <laughs> how, did, how did we not know there were so many cool waterfalls I had no nearby. idea. Yeah, it's so no awesome. idea. All right, you get to tell us about one more, and then I want to know about the new reservation system because, you know, not everybody that's listening is in Texas, so if they're coming here, they're going to need to make reservations. So one more park, then how do we get there? Okay, one more park. I got to pick from the rest of the three. Well, everybody knows Big Bend is amazing. <laughs> it's true. Everybody knows. Hey, there's one I've been to. Or, or <laughs> Lost Maples. That I've been there. Yep. Yeah, I got to give a little love to West Texas. So I'm going to give it to Franklin Mountain State Park. Franklin Mountain State Park. I've never even heard of it. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, because you got to go through West Texas if you're coming from the West. Get in Kalachi. And where do you stop? It is the largest urban park in the United States and is completely enclosed by El Paso. So it's right in the middle of El Paso. What? Yep, there's a mountain range right in the middle of El Paso. What? Well, remember, West Texas is no, almost another state of Texas. <laughs> yeah, it I is. Mean, I've been to El Paso. I had no idea there's, there's, okay. There's right, a mountain continue, in the middle. Continue. <laughs> if you hike to the top of that mountain, you can see three states. Uh, you can see New Mexico, Texas, and into Mexico. Okay. Uh, if and you're up there at night, it looks like you're surrounded by a sea of stars underneath you. It's got over 100 miles of hiking and biking trails. It's an international biking destination. Mountain biking is huge there. They even have a friends group that helps maintain those trails just for their mountain biking. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I just have to bring this up because I'm always the Debbie Downer in all this. But a lot of our customers that are coming west or heading out from us, heading back west, they're scared of El Paso. Oh. They think it's not safe. It's right there on the border. And they're worried. Uh, so, and it's right, you know, El Paso's right on I-10. And they try to hurry past there. So, And they're missing so, so much. Slow oh, down. So, it's a great city. I grew up in northern, New, in southern New Mexico near Alamogordo. Okay. And we would go to El Paso all the time. And El Paso has so much to offer. It's got great arts there. They got a new baseball field. It's a really safe city, actually. They've gone and they've been po- they've made sure that they've been studied, and they're they are regularly in like the top ten, top twenty safest cities in the United States. El Paso, they, El Texas. Paso. Yeah, you know my they favorite card, and the food there is excellent. That's true. No, yes. that's oh, very true. The food is gosh darn good. <laughs> so if, if you do nothing else, stop and eat in yes. El Paso. Oh, yes. Yeah. Eat, Google it. Climb and stop a mountain and, and see three different states at the same time. That's and very cool. Yeah, the name of that park is Franklin Mountain State Park. Franklin Mountain State Park. Never been there. Yeah, it was actually saved by the community because originally someone wanted to land develop and level it and turn it into a development slash golf course. They wanted to level a mountain and this the community came together and formed a coalition and saved the park. And and got it so that we go over to Texas Parks and Wildlife to become Franklin Mountain State Park. So now we need to go support it. Oh yeah, that park is great. Like, Fine, I will go. <laughs> and actually, okay, I'm going to need two weeks off. <laughs> well, you know what? If you're cruising through Texas, right? You know the best way to do that is either I-20 that goes through Fort Worth and Dallas, or I-10 yes. that goes through El Paso and then Houston. And those are the only two ways to easily get on a state highway from east to west. And and so if you're going to go through El Paso, stop and eat. 
climb a mountain and then head on out. And then you got all kinds of choices as you go through. But that's always a question. Where do we stop? Now I know. Yeah, Franklin Mountains has these really great RV sites. And the nice thing is the park is so large that you can forget you're in the middle of a city when you're over at the overnight sites. Like there, you go over to the overnight sites and there's this lookout at the end of the campsites and it looks out and all you really see is miles upon miles upon miles of nature and then the little line of cities in the distance. And that's El Paso. Aw, what, so what, Clint? I, I want to start singing Miles and Miles of Texas. I know, I know. <laughs> and you're not going to. You're in it. So I want to hear about this it. reservation system. I'm from another state. I'm coming to Texas. I want to visit some parks. How do I make sure I get in it? Because I know it's a uh, pretty competitive. <laughs> it can be with some yeah. of our very popular parks. Like mm-hmm. Garner, you got to start looking about three to four months out. Yeah, Garner for well, sure. Well, that's because they have a dance every weekend. They do during the summer. They have an yeah. outdoor dance and their Civilian Conservation Corps created pavilion, which is all this locally quarried rock. And then they put it all together and they have a ju- old jukebox that they play. Oh my that, goodness. And, you get and they have live of the band. River. A lot of time. So if yeah. I wanted to Lots go to Garner State weekend. Park in six months, what do I need to do to make sure I have a spot? So you could do one of two things. One, uh, if you're really, really worried, stay up at night and if the system refreshes at 5 a.m. in the morning. 5 a.m. <laughs> All right. 5 a.m. That That's and good then, to know. I mean, I'm up with a two-year-old anyway, so. 5 yeah. a.m. Central Time. <laughs> yes. So just go ahead and make your reservation then, or you can start looking out. I probably would say for the summer, start looking out about four months out. Okay. We we do have a cap of five months out for reservation. Okay. So that way people can't gobble up the sites long before most people can make even summer plans. Right. Okay. Right. So I didn't make a reservation, but I want to go in two weeks. Is there any chance that people won't show up or is there last minute? Can I just stop in to see if there's a space? You could, but there's not great chances. What I would actually recommend doing is Lost Maples is like 30 miles down the road. You could camp at Lost Maples and go over to Garner for the day and then come back and stay at Lost Maples. Lost Maples is a good plan B if you can't get into Garner. But if any of the parks, so if if there's nothing that I can reserve online, chances are, even if I stop by there to say, hey, you got any people who didn't show up, chances are I can't get it, right? How do I do that? Well, the problem, the reason why that's no longer possible is because when people make their online reservation, they pay for their entire reservation in full right then and there. So we can't cancel on someone already paying for that space. Because they might show up the next day or the next day. So even if nobody's camping there, they've paid for it. You can't fill it. Yes. Got it. That makes sense. Okay, now I know. Well, I like the, the notion that there, the plan B is is a park that is down the road. And the nice thing about Texas is usually there is a park, another state park, that is not far from your plan A destination. Yeah. You're not that far away, and you're going to be staying in, in another amazing, incredible Texas state park anyways with access to where you wanted to go. Oh, so it's yes. It's not that bad. You right. haven't lost. Yeah, you didn't lose. (laughs) It's called a sidestep, not a backstep. Yeah. And if you're doing line dancing, Garner, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm. 
You know, so, there's some cool parts. Yeah, uh, get your reservations early, I think is the name of the game here. And if you live in Texas, you kind of know that. I mean, yeah. I, I hear a lot of people say that, you know. But if you're not from Texas, we have 88 state parks to choose from. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's some parks that don't get as much love as others. Well. That's pretty easy to get into, like Cleburne, which is one of my favorite parks, is fairly easy to get into. And it has a waterfall that runs in the spring. But because it's not one of the big famous ones. Yeah, you can get little, in there very yeah. easily. Yeah. So you just have to look around and kind yeah. of plan your trip a little bit on what's available. Yes. Now, you know, of course, Texas has plenty of private parks. We have, you know, national parks. We have all kinds of other options. But man, the state parks here are just incredible. They are. And there's a state park book you can get to if for people who like books that has them all oh, in Oh, yeah. It. We have the official yeah. Texas State Park Guide. We update it every year, so it's got the new information, and it's all up to date, and it gives, like, a little paragraph about each park, what different amenities and activities you can find there, a map in the middle with all of them. I use that for marking them out or planning my routes because sometimes I'll try the piggyback parks together, mm-hmm. and so I just draw <laughs> arrows between it. It's just, that's a whole book. Well, that's yeah, a whole if you're book. trying to get through 88, you got to <laughs> piggyback some of them. (laughs) How does someone get that guide? Uh, Well, you can stop by a Texas State Park and we can provide that for you. And also the travel information centers across Texas will carry that. And some visitor centers will carry it. Okay. Can we call you and have you mail it to us? Yes. Would you do that? Do you mail them out? Yeah, we do mail them out. Okay. So call Texas Parks and Wildlife and say, hey, send me a parks guide. Ask for Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) She'll love that. She might be in a park, though. Sure. I might be. Checking something off. If, yeah. if I'm not working, I'm at a park. <laughs> so you mentioned Cleburne is one of the one of the less visited ones, which I, I interpret as an amazing opportunity to have a quiet, peaceful camp exactly. out. Exactly. If you had three, four, five places that are less frequented, but a great park on your list of... of yeah, let's fire off five of the underrated state parks. Seminole Canyon okay. is an excellent state park. It's got pictographs. It's got the Pecos River style. That's right. I've been there. Yeah. I've it's, been there. It's that a popular, park is beautiful. That park is awesome. It's a popular destination for the snowbirds, but like a lot of the residents or people coming in during the spring, summer, and fall miss mm-hmm. it. But it's an amazing park. It's got these really cool pictographs that are like these shamans who would go on trips and then tell people about their trip and then they would paint it on the wall. So it's all this like really... Down by the river. Yeah. yeah. It's the canyon walls down yes. by the river. Yes. I remember yes. that. Yeah. And, the, and the park is not that big. It's not that big. But we were there in the summer and there was almost... Uh, it was probably half full. Mm-hmm. So all right, next. All right. Next one. I would say... Lake Somerville. Okay. Lake Somerville is a great park. It got a little bit of a bad rap because it kept flooding because it was... Well, that's not the poor park's fault. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> like the park was being a darn good Samaritan <laughs> because what I'm was... I'm only a park. It was saving all the houses. It was saving all the houses because it's like a barrier lake. So instead of allowing the water to go down river and wash away the houses, instead it floods, floods their area. So they're sacrificing themselves to save your houses. So, so they got a little bit. Let's of a, thank that park. Yeah, that <laughs> park does an amazing job. And one of the side effects that's sort of interesting is it's one of the few places where you can see of a natural active floodplain. And so it's great for fishing because fish love floodplains. 
and you got really cool ecosystem there that's adapted to the floodplain. Very right. cool. So y'all give some love to Lake Somerville, Lake Somerville State Park. All Next. Right. Third. Village Creek. Village Creek. Village Creek is a park that got hit pretty hard by Harvey, but nobody really heard about it. Okay. And they have done an amazing job of fixing their park. They are still working on it, but it is amazing to see their progress. It's a beautiful park, a beautiful location. It's got really nice hiking. It's sort of like this little seed of tropics at the end of the river. Now, Lake Somerville is north of Houston. Uh, yes, a little north. Uh, a little it's like between between Houston and Austin is pretty much where Somerville yeah. is. Okay. Lake Somerville in there. Where is this next one? Village Creek is north of Houston, right on the coast. Okay. It's like right, almost right there. Okay, good. Number Both. four. Uh, I'm not sure if this one's not as well loved, but I feel like it could always use a little bit more. Martin Dias Jr. I love that park. It's so what pretty. What is it? Say it again. Martin Dias? Martin Dias Jr. Dias Jr. Yeah, like, Martin died. <laughs> I was about to his say. His last like, name was Dies. His actually okay. last name was Dies. <laughs> well, that's so unfortunate. So he was Mr. Dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. I know, right? What a terrible last name. <laughs> Martin Dies Park. He must yeah. have lived well. He has a park named after him. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So what, what makes Neff. Martin Dies? <laughs> Mother Neff. <laughs> <laughs> it is... Like, have you been like Lake Livingston type esque? Okay. But it's got this quiet nature to it. It's very relaxing, but feels like East Texas Park. Okay. And like where is it? It is pretty close to Village Creek, actually. Okay. It's like, like right there is when it got a little forgotten. <laughs> okay. So all of those are a short jaunt off of I 10 if you're traveling through. Yep. Yeah. And, and then like, number five Meridian. Meridian? Meridian. Where's that? Meridian is pretty close to uh, Glen Rose, Fort uh, Worth area. Okay. And what makes that park so great? That park is a wildlife, wildflower park. Ooh. It has this tiny little lake in the middle of it, but it has these giant fields of blue bonnets everywhere. <gasps> oh, and that's, so that's off I-20. I'm trying to just give people some ideas. Yeah, it's a little that's bit off That's coming twi- through a Fort Worth area. Yeah. So it's just a little bit off the road from I-20. Mm-hmm. And it's a great blue bonnet park, wildflower park. You go walking and there's like fields of flowers everywhere. You got mm-hmm. a little bit so of... a great spring park. Great spring park, great summer park with a little lake. It's a no-wake lake, so it's great to bring families to to go play in mm-hmm. and go do a couple different activities that don't cause wakes. Um, and it's just like a nice, simple, charming little park. It's got like a nice RV site. It was built during the Triple C era, the civilian conservation. I love those. Yeah. Love those parks. So yeah. it has that beautiful stone architecture right. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just got, it's got that charm. It's got that it charm. Mm-hmm. All right. I love all that. Will you come back and talk to us about more parks later? Certainly. Yeah. All right. This is fun. So yeah, we'll talk so about I- Texas parks again someday. Yeah. I got out of this conversation. Uh, give some love to the little parks. Help out the Texas Parks and Wildlife. There are so many ways you can get involved, so many ways you can help while you're camping. Um, Just all those great programs, whether you want to volunteer or you just want to participate in the program. Um, I mean, being involved just makes it more fun. Like you said, it just makes the community just feel like a community. Yes, Yes. Um, absolutely. And get your reservations early. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Make a plan. And I think whenever you're making reservations as an RVer, you have a special feature for knowing the length of a site. Yes. Tell me quickly about that because our RVing crowd, this is important to them. 
So what you can do is you can look at the each individual site and it'll tell you the length of the pad. In every single Texas State Park. Every single Texas State Park, every single site has the length of their pad, including pictures of what it looks like, whether it's shaded, the different amenities it has. So you have all that information available to you. You can also, on your profile, put in the length of your RV. And it filters? And it'll, yeah, it'll help no filter. No way. Okay, that's very handy. Very handy. Whoa. So you can only see the sites that work for whatever RV you have. Yes. You don't have to scroll through and try to figure out. That Are there other cool. filters that you can put on it? Like um, you want to be by water or you need certain It kind of shows you, when I was on it, it kind of shows you a map. Yeah, and you so have the map there. You can filter it and then look at the map and see, oh, this is by water. And then once you click on a site, it'll show you an actual, not a drawing, it will show you an actual photograph of that campsite. That's yes. such a big undertaking. So it'll, yeah. 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 Uh, one little side, Very though. Cool. The map on the reservation system doesn't show you where the restrooms and showers are. So if you want to know where the restrooms and showers are, you have to go to their webpage and pull up their park map and you can see where the showers are. It's a, a little annoying, but we'll let us slide. I know. Slide. We, we've, <laughs> we've noticed. We, we noticed immediately. You know, it's okay. If you find a great site, then you hike to the bathroom. You'll be fine. Yeah. I've driven two minutes to a bathroom. Yeah. You, you got to do what you got to do. Well, one hopes that you're spending a lot more time at your campsite than you are in the bathroom. Oh, one definitely <laughs> hopes so. So <laughs> what kind of so camping think, are we talking so about? I think finding the great campsite is instead of the great a bathroom, little bit more important. Absolutely. Is usually most yes. important. All right. Okay. So on the getting in touch with finding out information front, obviously there's a website, which is... Texas State Parks and Wildlife. And if you just go Texas State Parks, it'll lead you right to our main page. Okay. And then is there a Texas State Parks app? There is an app and it has all the parks listed there. It tells you what the entry fee is and it gives you a little bit of information about that park. You can download the uh, park map from there mm -hmm. and it'll also link you to the reservation system and to that park's website. For okay. Google and iPhones? Yes. All right. Just okay. making sure. Okay. And then is there a, an annual membership? There is. Thing? And that is something that can really save you money. Okay. It's $70. It waives entry fee for you and everybody else in your vehicle. It gives you 50% off of your second night of camping per camping trip. Wow. And 10% off of park store goods when we run the park. Wow. Oh, so right stay two nights store. everywhere. Yeah, that's a, that's a big savings. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. $70 for the year. Yes. And you can get that at texasparks.com. Yeah, you can get it off of our reservation system. Okay. You can purchase it and you can also get it in person. So okay. what I recommend is because once you purchase it, the clock starts on it. Right. If unless you're doing an advanced reservation, wait till you get to the park. So that, that way, way you have that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you want to squeeze in every day you can on that Texas True. park. Pass. Yeah, but if is, you have to make your reservation four months in advance, you need to buy it then. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. And then, are there other ways that we can just hear news about Texas State Park? So we got the website, we got the app, and, and all I bet that. you'll have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook page, and it's actually pretty fun. I like our Facebook page. I'm friends with uh, our social media's person. Mm -hmm. She's really cool, and she's got like a better grasp of social media than I will perhaps ever have. But she is amazing <laughs> with our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter. Awesome! Like the things she does is like, wow, that's really cool. Good. Okay, good, you're good, doing good. a great job on our podcast. Does Thank Texas you. Texas State Parks have a podcast. We do. It's called uh, Texas Under Texas Under Texas Sky. Under Texas Sky. Yep. Okay. 
All so right. we're going to have to put our ears on it. Yeah, it's a really cool podcast. It's uh, done by Cecilia. Mm-hmm. And she goes ahead and interview different people and how they interact with Texas Parks and Wildlife. Well, we can link to all of this. Yeah, the website, the social media, and the podcast will all be on rvsmalltalk.com. We'll Thank link you. to all of it. So if you guys want to find anything that we've talked about, yes, that's where you can find it. If you're thinking of coming to Texas, you got to check it out. So many cool things that we take care of with the Parks and Wildlife Department. And if you yes. already live in Texas and enjoy the parks, then take the next step and get involved. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, yes, we're living you. proof of people that camp all the time, and we don't know what's out There's there. There's so much out there. There is so much. So, yeah. Look, I think everybody needs to learn what's right down the road for those weekend getaways. So, if you're in Texas, come on, y'all. Yes. The parks are a great place to be, and Texas is a great time to have. And the it's thing true. is, enjoy yourself at the park and enjoy yourself around the park. You're just going to have a great time. Awesome. Absolutely. Right. Thank Th- you, Aaron. Yes, thank so you. This so is I love the stories. Yeah, All thank right. you guys for having me. I, like I said, I love hearing stories and I like telling them too. Well, yeah. then we're in we're good a company. Good match. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to join us again. Yes, yes Open definitely. Invitation. Thank and you. And thank you, everybody, for joining us as well. Yes, Bye. thank you. See you later. Bye. Mountains and deserts and high places, low places, swamps, beaches. We have it all. Who knew Texas had a little of almost everything? I mean, the Grand Canyon in the Panhandle? I know we're a little Texas crazy lately with the we, we are, most yeah. recent episodes, but you know, uh, it's it's a big state. They have a lot to offer. And um, y'all should come visit. And then y'all uh-huh. should come visit all the state parks. Yep. There's a lot to do in parks all across the nation. So Find out what's happening in your neck of the woods, as they say, Mm -hmm. and then plan a trip. And if you're coming through Texas, man, check out some of those cool places. Well, thanks again for joining us today. Don't forget that you can find RV Small Talk wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe and review RV Small Talk. Our show notes, of course, with links to more info on all these topics are found at rvsmalltalk.com. And don't forget the photo contest. Send in those photos to rvsmalltalk at gmail.com. And if we share it, you get a t-shirt. If you're camping in your backyard and you're having an adventure there, you know, after this podcast, I want to see those pics too. Hey, did you get your RV basics course from the NRVTA website yet? Not yet. Then we (laughs) want to remind you to head on over to NRVTA.com, find the home study course and put in the RV small talk promo code and you get to have all the info at your fingertips, whether you're at home or on the road to learn the basics of RV maintenance and you can do it all yourself. I'm on it. So until next time, I'm PJ. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Clint. It has been fun. Let's do this again next time. All right. We will see you next time. Tune in. Because there, there's flag mics and tights. Very tiny tights. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Where's the lack? Select mates and tights. <laughs>
picturing Glenn trying to put a pair of tights on. <laughs> Why is this not working? Ah, <laughs> oh, ripped another one. <laughs> Carry on. Nobody wanted to start. I was just going to start. Carry on Good my job. wayward, Lindsay. Okay, that's definitely the blooper for this episode. <laughs> Don't you cry no more. <laughs> Why am I even here? here? Where do we go? Where do we go now? <laughs> now, 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 now. Oh my God, I have so much work to do. <laughs> <laughs>